Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Morning vaccine rollout overhaul. National Cabinet fast tracks COVID jabs for people over 50. Under fire, Melbourne aged care workers slam the rollout for operating at a snail's pace. What Kelly Wilkinson's family wants you to know how the murdered Gold Coast mum went to police for help almost every day, but it never came. And sky high, the quarantine hotel on sale for hundreds of millions of dollars. This is Seven News with Jody Spears. Good morning. National Cabinet has approved an overhaul to Australia's vaccine rollout, opening up vaccinations to anyone aged over 50 in May, months ahead of schedule. Let's go live to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. It's a significant change to the original plan. Jody, good morning. Yes, a major overhaul to the original national vaccination rollout plan with the National Cabinet deciding to open the gates to anyone aged over 50 with full access within two... With excuse me, with um, limited access within two weeks and full access through the GP rollout within four weeks. The National Cabinet forced to recalibrate the rollout plan following updated health advice regarding the AstraZeneca vaccine. But with leaders focused on the vaccination rollout, more holes have started to appear in our COVID defence. New pictures from Brisbane overnight showing guests in hotel quarantine mingling on balconies just metres apart, forcing protocols back back under review. Uh, issues in Sydney too, with New South Wales Health sweating on the result of four wharf workers after they boarded a ship from Papua New Guinea that was later found to be riddled with COVID-19. Meanwhile, the National Cabinet has also moved to reduce the number of flights from India each week after the nation recorded a shocking 314,000 cases in a single day. Flights will be reduced by 30% out of the affected country, but National Cabinet has have stopped short of banning all flights altogether. Jody. Okay, Taylor, thank you. The states are in charge of opening up their own mass vaccination hubs to speed up the rollout. A facility in Sydney is due to open mid-May, delivering 30,000 shots a week. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has toured the hub at Olympic Park, which will offer both Pfizer and AstraZeneca shots. Three more mass vaccination sites will open in Victoria from today. The pace of the vaccine rollout is again under fire as vulnerable aged care residents in Melbourne continue to wait for their COVID jabs. 86 elderly residents as well as staff at St Kilda's Sacred Heart Aged Care Home haven't received a single dose. We need to be prioritised and that means 
you know, older Australians need to have their vaccinations before any other communities. We have to finish off residential aged care. It's nearly finished. It's only a few more weeks to go. Sacred Heart has been told the first doses will arrive next month for residents, but staff will have to organise their own vaccinations. Tributes are flowing for a Gold Coast mother of three, allegedly set on fire and killed by her ex-husband. Police have admitted they failed to protect Kelly Wilkinson, whose family says she contacted police multiple times leading up to her death. I'm scared for my life. I'm scared for my children's life and we're not safe. And she was saying this to the police over and over. Her estranged husband was in breach of a domestic violence order and on bail for multiple other offences at the time. Horrific details have emerged about the father who strapped his baby daughter to his chest and jumped off a dam wall in the Barossa Valley. It's been revealed Henry David Shepherdson had a history of domestic violence. He was also in court just hours before the murder-suicide, seeking permission to have contact with his family. Kobe Shepherdson was just nine months old, her devastated mother releasing her favourite photos of her little girl. And if you or someone you know needs help, phone 1800RESPECT. The number is 1800 737 732. China has reacted angrily after the federal government ripped up four agreements between Victoria and foreign nations for being against Australia's national interest. The Chinese Belt and Road Initiative would have invested heavily in Victoria. They are not consistent with Australia's approach to foreign policy and under the legislation will be terminated. The Chinese embassy described the move as provocative, saying it will further damage our relationship. A Sydney airport hotel is up for sale with a sky-high price tag. The four-star Ridges Hotel, which is currently being used to quarantine passengers, is being offered for up to $270 million and in normal times it's extremely busy. Not many hotels can run at 97 to 98-99% occupancy all year round like this product property does. The owner has already received several unsolicited offers. A policewoman's hand has been broken in a dramatic arrest in New South Wales. Officers without a warrant tried to arrest a woman inside a home. Suddenly a man started throwing punches and spitting. Stop the man's charged with a string of serious offences, but if the officers are found to have illegally entered the unit, all charges will be thrown out. Nationals MP George Christensen has vowed to retire at the next election. In a shock decision, the member for Dawson blamed a broken state of Australian politics and says he wants to spend more time with his family. Mr Christensen says he only ever intended to serve three terms when he was elected in 2010. He is now in his fourth term. You've heard of barn finds, rare cars lost for years in farm sheds. Well, this one is a doozy, a rare 1973 XAGT Ford Falcon that's been gathering dust for 20 years near Gympie in Queensland. The 351 cubic inch two-door is one of fewer than 900 built and said to be the only one in this colour. It's going to auction on Greys Online with hopes of half a million dollars. They're calling it the final nail in the coffin of the drought, with a parched lake bed brought back to life by surging flood water. The overflowing Darling River is now filling Lake Menindee, not far from recent fish kills, with locals warning that the water has to be managed properly this time.
life returns. Water slowly trickling back onto the drought dry bed of Lake Menindee. Opening the floodgates. The Darling River overflow is from recent heavy falls in Queensland and northern New South Wales. This, the first big fill in half a decade. Uh, it's just a very positive, happy day. Uh, one that's, uh, in some respects, five years overdue. Up to 500 gigalitres, enough to fill Sydney Harbour. Have fresh water back into the community. Let's hope that they just don't let it go. In January 2019, the country was shocked by a million dead fish after river management was blamed for bleeding the Darling dry. Control of the water is split between the state government and the federal Murray-Darling Basin Authority, depending on peak levels. And this is a government who decommissioned and dewatered that area and led to thousands of fish being killed. Now it's flowing again. Locals want stable management. The last two times we've had significant amounts of water within these lakes that have been drained really quickly. We just need to make sure that whoever's in charge of managing this water is thinking long term. With calls for drought reserves that could last up to four years. Miley Hogan, 7 News. Prince Harry has returned home to California, but he's paid a new tribute to his grandfather, Prince Philip, in a new wildlife video. In a statement, he reflected on generations of conservation champions, including his late grandfather, saying he feels proud and energised to continue doing his part in his legacy. Hope starts here, with the places that we are protecting now, to ensure a healthy future for us all. The eco-warrior has joined forces with the African Parks team as part of this year's World Earth Day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading down this morning. The Nasdaq is lower. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords finished in positive territory, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,780 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 61 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 76.94 US cents, 83 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. A diplomatic brawl has overshadowed Federal Trade Minister Dan Tehan's first official trip to London for post-Brexit free trade talks. Mr Tehan was slammed as slow and inexperienced by a source close to his UK counterpart, Trade Minister Liz Truss. Liz Truss rang me last night when I arrived in London. Um, she expressed her sincere apologies for the article and uh, I accepted those apologies. Mr Tien is one of the few Australians allowed to leave the country despite border closures. US President Joe Biden has kicked off his virtual climate summit with an ambitious pledge to cut greenhouse gas emissions. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. He's called on global leaders to step up, including our Prime Minister. 
Good morning, Jody. Yes, indeed. Uh, President Biden has set up this global summit, Earth Day summit, to discuss climate targets with the uh, outspoken goal of putting pressure on other world leaders to follow suit. And to a large extent, he's uh, had some pre, uh, pre-conference success in doing that, but not with the Australian Prime Minister. Uh, the US President has now says that the United States will cut 2005 Uh, emissions by 50 to 52 per cent by the year 2030. That doubles its current goal uh, and essentially puts down a marker for other countries to follow. Mr Biden made the announcement in the virtual conference that was plagued by glitches. Take a look. Mr Prime Minister, I'm not sure we're hearing you uh, here. Okay, so uh, uh, Prime Minister Morrison striking some problems there, um, but making clear that he would not be shifting Australia's 26 to 28 per cent goal by 2030, at least now, certainly not uh, following the lead of others to change our goals, though he has left open a reappraisal of goals towards the end of this year uh, at a, in the lead up to another major conference. Uh, many will be looking to Australia for action later in 2021. Jody. Okay, Tim Lester, thank you. Employers are under pressure to find ways to entice staff back to the office, with many preferring the lifestyle of working from home. Leaving pets alone all day and feeling safe on public transport are two of the major stumbling blocks. There's no more working from home for Sherman and Marley. Studies that have shown that it improves interactions between staff members. You can even get the physical activity up because you're going for walks and your lunch break. It's just one way employers are encouraging people into the office. We're hearing a range of different things from putting on lunches to providing coffee uh, for staff as well. Traffic is almost back to pre-pandemic levels up to 92% while public transport is up to 56%. But one of the roadblocks could be having to leave our pets at home. A survey by Mars Pet Care found 35% of people are concerned about returning to the office and the effect it will have on their pet. When we have to start going back to work again, it's hard for them. Their routine's out, um, they don't get as much attention or affection. But for many workplaces, the solution is simple. Many Australians believe that having a pet in the office actually improves their mental health and their productivity. It's been a month since office capacity returned to 100%, but just 30 to 40% of workers are back. Masks are still mandatory on all public transport, but fewer people are using them. Enforcing the rule could lead to more workers feeling safe to return to the office. And that's probably the secret ingredient here. If everybody does the right thing on public transport, we'll see more people come back into the office as well. Melina Saris, 7 News. India has hit a new grim milestone, recording more than 300,000 new COVID infections and 2,000 deaths in a single day. 15.9 million cases have been recorded in the country since the pandemic began. Hospitals are reporting shortages of beds and medical supplies and are close to running out of oxygen tanks. On a lighter note, two Sydney siders are waking up a lot richer this morning after picking the winning numbers in last night's $80 million Powerball draw. One of the winners is a Campbelltown retiree who says she's looking forward to sharing the prize with her family. The other winner hasn't answered their phone but bought the ticket at Fairfield. So check your tickets. The winning numbers were 35, 26, 
10, 17, 31, 19 and 21. The Powerball was won. To sport now and the Panthers have extended their unbeaten streak this season to seven wins after beating the Knights 24-6 last night. The Newcastle side came out fighting and with the score stuck at 10-6 for most of the second half, the Panthers looked in danger of losing their perfect record. But late tries from Dylan Edwards and a high-flying Brian To'o who racked up a career-best 290 run metres sealed the win. Crowd capacity at the MCG has been given a boost ahead of this weekend's Anzac round. The Victorian Government has increased capacity to 85% for tomorrow's match between Melbourne and Richmond and Sunday's traditional Anzac Day clash between Collingwood and Essendon. Melbourne's John Kane Arena and Amy Park have also had their capacity upped to 85%. The Anzac round will be live on 7. Western United's top six hopes remain alive following a one-all draw against Wellington Phoenix. Wellington opened up the scoring inside the opening ten minutes, Western equalising soon after. Brendan Hamill was sent off at half-time after his second yellow card, but not everybody was happy. First half stop. Hey, can we chat, Sean? Hey, Sean, can we talk or are you going to hang out there the whole time? It was Andrew Durante's 350th game. He's the first player to reach the milestone in the A-League. The Sydney Kings have overpowered South East Melbourne to record a 101-81 win. Phoenix trailed the visitors by just three points at half-time, thanks to a 17-point haul by Ford Mitch Creek. But the Kings put on a dominant second-half performance to build a 24-point lead in the third quarter. The win lifts the Kings to third on the NBL ladder. Kane Richardson has picked up a wicket in the Indian Premier League with the help of fellow Aussie Glenn Maxwell to remove Shivam Dubey and deny him a half century. Chasing 178, Virat Kohli and Devdutt Padikal were all the Royal Challengers Bangalore needed to defeat the Rajasthan Royals by 10 wickets. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a pair of troughs are generating rain and storms over northeastern Australia, locally heavy. A weak front and troughs are causing rain in Tasmania and parts of Victoria. A large high is keeping elsewhere dry and mostly clear, leading to a chilly night for inland southeastern areas. Around the capitals today, sunny in Brisbane heading for a top of 25 degrees, hazy and 22 in Sydney. Early frost, then sunny in Canberra heading for 18, a possible shower 17 in Melbourne, cloudy in Hobart, 15 degrees the top. Showers clearing in Adelaide, 20 degrees, mostly sunny and 28 in Perth and mostly sunny as well in Darwin, 35 degrees. And that's 7 Early News. I'm Jodie Spears.